Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything that you need is at your headquarters for sports betting. That's Bet Online. Head to the website right now, use your mobile device, sign up, get a 50, that's 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Come on, there's no need to hesitate. Bet Online, where the game starts. I understand it's not something comfortable to talk about like your sexual function or your sexual performance, but don't sell yourself short. It is important, but you know what else is kind of important? Not being totally embarrassed by going to a pharmacy or having to deal with a doctor when you're talking about prescriptions when, with some of these drugs to help you perform up to snuff in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in, okay? It is the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the price. And the best part is, is you don't have to deal with anybody. It comes right to your door. You're never ever gonna be as happy as you are now to see the postman coming when you know that the package for your package is right there, all thanks to Blue Chew. Do yourself a favor, head to bluechew.com, use the promo code LIKES, get your first month for free and see what I'm talking about because you deserve to have the best sex of your life. And thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. I hope you're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. <laughs> yes, bitch! Well, hello there. <laughs> All right, now that we all got all the fun stuff out of the way, I want to get down to business. Remember, my Patreon is available for you, and I think I, I think it make it a a worthy investment. You know, um, there's the bonus pod. There is studies and findings and articles about things that I like to talk about on the podcasts. Things that I think would be useful. Things that I think are important. Things that I think are interesting. And it's not always just health and fitness related, but it's stuff that I come across or stuff that I like to wax poetic about, and it's all available for you. I will put the uh, link in the show notes below, and then there's the top tier, which means I could be your personal trainer. If you're looking for deeper, more detailed instruction and assistance, I would love to be that guy. Um, You get a personal email account that is just for my top tier clients, and I work with you, custom tailored nutrition and training each person. Um, there are, of course, major tenets that I like to share with everybody. Um, ideas of manipulating volume and intensity, high protein. But for the most part, everything is kind of tailored to each person. And I believe in it. And I mean it. I, I really love doing it. And it means a lot to me. So that is also an option available at my Patreon, which is, again, in the link in the show notes below. The greatest health and fitness supplements on the planet. First detachment. I mean that. I'm not just saying that. I was way into first detachment well before uh, they even got involved with me or I had any affiliation with them. And then I had Justin 
Harris, the co-founder on the show a couple episodes ago, and the guy's a wizard. One thing that I really want to talk about that I think makes a huge difference is the Go Pills. It's their fat-burning kind of energy supplement. I like it because, look, here, here's my position where I, where I get stuck. I am a caffeine addict. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no two ways about it. I'm a caffeine addict. I needed to get butt. I don't do drugs and I don't drink. And uh, if that's the extent of my vices, I think I'm doing pretty good. And I think, hands down, the best drug on earth, caffeine. If you look at the, the benefit versus the rather limited level of downside. But, you know, to drink enough coffee to get the caffeine I wanted, I was getting upset stomach. And I don't get an upset stomach easily, so I must have really been geeking it because I like strong coffee, right? So then I'm drinking energy drinks, and I'm really, that's an insane waste of money because now I'm spending, you know, 4 to $8 a day on like two or three of these energy drinks. And they've got the artificial sweeteners, and who knows really what they're doing. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of like hippie uh, health and fitness people like to make it, but yeah, it couldn't be good. Um, and a lot of like ingredients that I don't really understand, a lot of multi-syllabic ingredients that are kind of booby. So then the go pills come into my life and each one has 150 grams of, excuse me, 150 milligrams. Each pill has 150 milligrams of caffeine. So that means if I want just like a light buzz, if I just really am just getting up in the morning and getting started, I can take one. If I'm going to the gym, I can take two. It has a very um, well-regulated amount of Yohimbe HCL, which has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to help with lipolysis or fat burning, especially the hard to kind of target um, fat cells. This is, this is science. This is conclusive. There's not, no one out there that's going to be able to take some study and show me, be like, yeah, that's bullshit. Yohimbe doesn't work. Yohimbe absolutely works. The problem is, is that you, it's so easy to have just a little bit too much. So the go pills... Um, it's a, a perfect dose because I've never, regardless, and sometimes once in a while I'll take three and I've never felt the weird Yohimbe feeling, which I know very well. It's, it's like a cold sweats and you get kind of jittery. It sucks. And I, I'm telling you the go pills have a very well-regulated, very useful therapeutic dosage of Yohimbe that is effective at lipolysis and helping you curb your appetite, but it doesn't give you the weird Yohimbe stuff. On top of that, there's tea cream in there which kind of mimics and is a similar effect as far as like lack of brain fog or like giving you a little bit more focus as caffeine, but it's not caffeine. It's, it doesn't have the same stimulant effects. Okay, so you take this smaller dosage of caffeine, you got the tea cream in there to kind of boost it, give it going, a little bit of green tea uh, extract, which also has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to help with me metabolic health and increasing fat burning. Okay, you've got a very, very cool energy supplement, all day kind of energy supplement that's, take, that's easy to take throughout the day, doesn't mess with my stomach, helps with fat burning, helps with uh, cravings and re reduction of hunger, okay? So if you're looking to lose a little body fat, which almost everyone on the planet needs to, um, the Go Pills is the way to go. It's a really effective, really well thought out, well engineered fat burning supplement that also gives you that, you know, kind of midday focus or a little bit of a boost when you need it and you don't have to resort to like drinking too much coffee, then getting diarrhea and stomach upset like I do, or like wacky energy drinks, which are essentially just like a lot of useless crap, flavoring and caffeine. 
this is a very targeted collection of ingredients that I, I really recommend. Okay. And, and there you go. The Go Pills. That's amongst many other amazing products over at First Attachment. Show notes below. You can find a link. Also, remember to use the code Mike10 to get yourself a little bit of savings and to let them know I sent you. All right. Let's get down to business. Menno Henselmans. Menno Henselmans. Uh, Henselmans. I don't. Is, is he Scandinavian? I don't know. Good looking dude. And he's also, he's a fitness influencer and a guy out there, personal trainer. And Menno Henselmans uh, says a lot of smart stuff. I like him. He also is jacked. So, like, he's at least walking it like he talks it. But Menno Henselmans, he, he puts out a great content. content. Check him out. Um, but he put up a post recently that kind of met with, it, it was running, uh, I'm, can you tell I'm, like, fighting a sneeze? <laughs> He put up a post recently that was um, touching on something that I was also simultaneously seeing at the gym a lot and seeing amongst a couple people in my personal life. They were not clients or anything, but they were friends of mine who are interested in being jacked and tan. And uh, I went to train with them. Just two separate people. And I went to train with them. And he or she, both of these people, spent half of their time doing really mediocre sets or being on their phone. And the other half kind of training. Let me get to the heart of the matter. So Mental Henselman's puts up this post. The top three reasons you don't look like the people you want to look like. Okay. And... Reason number one was genetics, God-tier genetics. And that's absolutely true. I think it's really easy, even if you're not like a big meathead, if you just have some level of common sense when it comes to athletic performance and uh, health and fitness, you realize, of course, like Ronnie Coleman and, and Arnold back in the day and, 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 and Phil Heath and Jay Cutler, these people have God-tier genetics. Just like they were put on this earth to have big muscle bellies, full muscle, but really like small muscle connections. You know, the, the connective areas like the wrists and the elbows are teeny with big full muscle bellies giving that appearance. They have incredible protein synthesis, a lot of fast twitch muscle, high metabolic, metabolic rate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, some people are gifted, but it's not just like the top tier athletes in the physique world. Some of these people like Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg has great genetics. Mario Lopez has fucking amazing genetics. Mario Lopez trains really hard. I know he does. I, 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 I kind of, I mean, you're not buddies or anything, but I know the guy. I'm friendly with him. I like Mario very much. Um, but I know, like, I know people who train with him. I know people who do jujitsu with him. I've watched him box. I've watched him, like, do condition. He, the guy trains like crazy, and he watches his diet and the whole thing. But Mario Lopez also has really good genetics. He was naturally lean and kind of had, like, a muscular build even when he was A.C. Slater on the early parts of Saved by the Bell. You saw he was, like, a kind of a, like a lean, muscular kid. And we all know those people, those men and women who we grew up with, maybe. You went to high school with that bitch who every night had fast food and washed it down with like dessert and she was 
a size zero and we all have i have i have this friend i love him he's a great human being he's a fucking asshole mike bouchard mike bouchard half of his blood is alcohol he drinks all the live long day and he eats shit food and he's always had like a six pack i bet you right now if he didn't train, he's probably in his 40s somewhere with a, a gangster beard and a pair of dickies. Takes his shirt off. Looks better than me. We all know those people. Oh, this sneeze is coming. Got <laughs> bugs? Number two reason, drugs. Yeah, don't get it twisted. I'm not one of these people that's going around talking fake natty or claiming people. That, but that's a big part of like the fitness industry. It's a big part of Hollywood. It's certainly a big part of bodybuilding. Uh, that's no secret. It's not just these hulking monsters you see on the bodybuilding stage. A lot of these fitness influencers, men and women that you see, a lot of these movie stars, there's a huge component that's chemical. Am I saying that you can't get shredded or have a great body without drugs? Certainly not. Certainly not. It's not the case. But it is a factor that when you're maybe spinning your wheels, wondering why you don't look like he or she, factor in maybe it's that you haven't spent thousands of dollars on growth hormone and certain testosterone derivatives. That's not always the case. There are people who look amazing that I know are natural. Um, but but it is a factor, Okay. Finally, we come to reason number three that Menno Henselmans points out in why you don't look like the people you want to look like. And three, which we don't give them enough credit for, I think, anymore, is they train really hard. A recent meta-analysis found that most people, when they self-select their training loads in the gym, they gravitate towards using about 50% of one RM, and they only do about 10 reps per set. On average, compared to rep max tests, they leave six to seven reps in reserve. I do warm-up sets that are more intensive than that. So the real reason that most people are not getting results that they want from the gym has nothing to do with advanced exercise science. It's simply because they have a definition of training hard that is equivalent to having difficulty reading their Instagram feed while they're doing leg extensions. Ding! In my head, because like I said, I was watching it happen in my own life. You don't train very hard, and those people you want to look like train really hard. Now, you may be watching this going, fuck you, dude. You don't even know me. I train like a beast. Chances are you're wrong. And I don't think that you're lazy. I just don't think the overwhelming majority of people, even people who have a history of training, understand what training hard is. Genuinely, I don't think that's the case. Why? Because I was already into bodybuilding and competitive powerlifting before I got my ass whooped in, a, in, a, in an eye-opening fashion by a bunch of dudes. One of them being an IFBB pro, Alessandro Comadina. I didn't know what training hard was until I trained. And I trained with incredible volume at that point. I was young and I was doing a lot of sets. Some of them were hard, but I didn't know what hard training was where I was like, oh, I can't. I can't move. Okay? So let me break this down. I have pointed out on this show 
a hundred times over. But this horse, although it's dead, is worth beating. Because people need to get it through their head. Two to three days a week of incredibly focused, really hard effort training. Really focused training. Where you're writing down your sets and reps. Where you're aiming to progressively overload week to week. It is always going to be better than five to six days of mediocre training. That is absolutely true. I will show it to you in your personal life if you like, and then I will give you studies to show you as well. The problem is, is that you will take that advice and then apply it to your own life. And now, most of the time, people end up doing two to three days a week of really mediocre training. And now you're even in a worse situation because at least before you were doing five to six days a week of mediocre training. Now you're just doing two, three days a week of mediocre training. And you're like, well, I'm getting fatter. How the fuck? This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I, get, I send people a lot of top tier clients, especially the ones who have a history of training. And they, have, they built a little muscle. They built a little horsepower. And then I send them their new training protocol and... Beyond a shadow of a doubt, they go like, well, this is way too little. I'm used to doing fill in the blank. And they send me this like 11 exercises for one body part, hitting it from every angle. And I say, well, there's a reason for that. And that's because all of your 28 sets of legs doesn't compare to what I'm expecting of you from three working sets of squats and maybe some straight leg deadlifts or 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 step-ups or something, you know? It really, it doesn't compare. Brett Contreras put up a post on his, uh, on his Instagram recently that kind of breaks this down. He said, you know, you send the average person, the average gym goer, average gym bro, uh, a, a really well thought out training program. And they inevitably will say like, I, I can't, I can't do that little work. I'm, I'm too hardcore. And he's like, well, no, you can, and you should you're not doing more work than this program. You're just doing a lot more things, tricking you into believing that you're doing more work. Okay? So look, I'm not saying you, everyone needs to just stop showing up at the gym unless it's once every seven days. And I'm not going Mike Menser to the point of like high intensity and infrequency of training to the point that it becomes, I'm an like I'm not an ideologue and I'm not going to be dogmatic about it. What I am saying is that everyone out there that's training, man, woman, old, young, that has put in time and is wondering why they're not getting the results they think they should be getting, when it comes to training, there's a, there's a nutritional aspect for sure. Most people just eat too much. But when it comes to training, almost always, almost always, the problem is meaningless or useless volume and lack of intensity. I had a, a very good client, a top-tier client. He was a fireman. He was very fit. And I was training with him. He was very invested in, like, he was corresponding with me quite a bit after every workout he would like send me his uh um his results with immediacy you know and then he would break down his workout and talk about it 
This guy's very, very driven, and I liked him a lot. But I'll never forget, like, one of the first times we were training, I, I, I programmed probably, like, reverse pyramid squats on this day to open up your workout. Two working sets. First set, 8 to 10 reps. Second set, 8 to 10 reps, but 10% less weight. And he reports back, he's like, I did all three sets to failure with 225. And I said, well, you understand. Unless you rested a half hour between those sets, that's impossible. And he said, what do you mean? So you, you can't, you didn't go to failure if you came back three or four minutes later and then did that, or, or even a minute and a half later, like most people, <clears throat> and did the same weight for the same amount of reps. It's the basis of reverse pyramid training is that your first set, if you genuinely fucking went balls to the wall, you would be utterly incapable of doing that same weight for that same amount of reps. Um, I squatted the other day and I did uh, 315 for eight reps, which is a lot for me. Um, and the second set, which was you know my back offset, I tried 275 and I barely got six because I just the 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 last rep of my 315 my first set was so hard granted I had I had a workout partner so I was a little bit more daring with going down and getting pinned but um I was I it was so hard that there was like moments where I um, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it up. And, I, and he went to reach under my armpits. And I was like, no, and I got I got to ground it. And it was so, my bar speed on the first two reps was probably really quick. But by the 10, I mean, it took me 10 seconds to get it up from the from out of the hole. Because it was, I was it. That was, I was toasted. And that was, today is Sunday. That was last Sunday. I couldn't walk well. I did, I did, I did like five working sets that day. And I couldn't walk really at all, like well. I was really tender. I would be in guard, playing guard in jujitsu, and every even people not trying to break, just touching my legs, it hurt really bad. That's how sore I was from from five working sets. It was probably less. So step your game up. If you're supersetting every set at the gym with staring at your phone, if you're showing up to the gym in flip flops. Because you don't need traction or and you're not training barefoot. You're just like walking around in your in your crocs doing a couple machines and then like, hey, I think I know that chick. Get a couple more sets in. And then you respond back to me like, how come I don't look like, you know, Thor? <clears throat> it's because when you have most people who have insane physiques, put in insane effort. It's the truth. And you can say, well, okay. You're talking about training less frequently and training with higher intensity and lower volume. How come all the bodybuilders train with higher volume? Because they also train with crazy intensity. Once you get to that level, you're talking about people who are training. They're doing the sets like I was describing. They're doing 15 of those a workout. And it's true. I've seen it. You could say like, yep, all those high intensity people, they all end up injured. It's like, no, like. Even the more kind of reasonable, the practical approach of higher volume, 
great guys and gals with great physiques that are training in higher volume or traditional hypertrophy rep ranges, they're still training really hard, way harder than the average person does, way harder. It's just that you have to essentially combine high volume and high intensity to get to that point. I guess the take-home message is what I'm trying to say is don't just blindly reduce your volume and then still give the same amount of effort. If you're unsure with your relationship of intensity and volume because the two have an incredibly uh, unbreakable relationship and the higher intensity goes, the lower volume has to go and vice versa. So instead of just training as much as you possibly can and then trying to augment the intensity to fit that, no, train as hard as, and as focused as you possibly can. And then try to assess how much your body can tolerate doing that. And if you're truly giving intensity to the point that you're either flirting with failure or getting to failure, most people don't really genuinely get to failure, and that's fine. As long as you're statistically really close, that's all we're looking for. And most people are not statistically close. Really, like you're not. You're not even, you have no concept of what training hard is. But if you do, if you train focused, if you're writing down your reps and your sets and, and, and your weights and you're constantly progressively overloaded and you're really pushing yourself in a really focused kind of well, um, kind of well, uh, what's the best way of putting it? <clears throat> in a very practical kind of well-regulated way. Then you can kind of see how much you can tolerate that. And, you know, Dorian Yates or David Goggins can tolerate that maybe three or four times a week. I could tolerate two or three times a week. Um, but I will tell you, the greatest athletes on earth train really hard, like genuinely hard, like two or three times a week. They may train 12 times a week. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. You can train if you're in a skill sport, if you're an MMA fighter, a boxer, uh, a wrestler, considering strength and conditioning and uh, crossfitters even, you know, competitive crossfitters. They may have 14, 15 total training sessions, but only like three or four, even for the, the best of the best is where you're really pushing for those adaptations. The rest of them are going to be move into a practicing skill or you're encouraging recovery to help feed those hard sessions. Okay, so don't get it through your head that like you're gifted and that you can go harder. And don't get it twisted that you, when you see some people in the magazines or on the blogs that have these incredibly high volume uh, workout programs that you're going to be able to complete those workout programs the same way they do. Because you're probably just going to end up doing a whole bunch of really meaningless volume where you're kind of like phoning it in 75% of the time. So check yourself at the door and really ask yourself, am I training as hard as I can? And when you can answer that question honestly with yes, then, then from there, regulate how much you can do that. 
Don't go in the opposite direction and say, I'm so desperate to make this change. I'm just going to train as much as I possibly can, regardless of the quality. Okay, that's, that's one of the bigger mistakes people make. And it's one of the more concerning mistakes for me to see because people who do that are working really hard and then not getting results. I don't really care about the people who don't put any effort and then they're like, well, I don't know why I look good. I should, I should look amazing. I've been dieting. It's like, no, yeah, just watch you eat donuts. You ate a lot of donuts. You haven't been to the gym in weeks. So don't tell me why you... But the people who are putting in the effort, and they, they want it and then maybe they're just a couple of missing details that they're not implying, uh, not applying. That's where it really concerns me, and I, I really want to make sure that I can avo- help people avoid that, all right? And in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.